Percy, why are we so often instructed by God to walk in love? What exactly is its power? Well, Wayne, the love of God is the great equalizer and game changer, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, when we think about how we even came to the presence of God, it was because of his love and his mercy and his grace. When we walk in the power of God's love and then become distributors of it accordingly, it can cover, number one, the Bible says, a multitude of sins, and it can empower the hopeless and lift the downtrodden. The God kind of love is a supernatural force that can transcend anything. Let's talk about it today. All right. Coming up shortly is someone who walks out the love of God every day in his life and says he always wants to be someone's miracle. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and this is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Pastor P. Percy McRae is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And each week we post these podcasts in hopes of adding value and understanding and perspective to your life, whether you're on a cancer journey yourself or you're the caregiver or, or a member of your family is involved in some way, we just love to be able to help people. Percy, I know that's your heart as well, isn't it? Yes, sir, it is. As we continue to serve this community, we serve them faithfully with the idea that it's all because of the love of God that has been shared abroad in our hearts. And we want people to know that, hear that, and be encouraged as they walk and fight the good fight of faith. So we found that this podcast format gives us a chance to touch base with a lot of people around the country. And thankfully, tens of thousands of people are listening to this podcast. I don't have all the latest numbers. You may, but I, mm-hmm. I'm just so encouraged by the fact that I don't care how many people we have, as long as we're able to help some. Percy, that's the important thing. Well, you know, Wayne, I learned early on in ministry, one of my uh, Bible school professors said it to me this way. He said, learn how to preach to one as if they were a million and learn how to preach to a million as if they were one. And so it changed my motivation and how I saw ministry at the end of the day. If we're just touching one life, uh, we're making a difference. And so I thank God for that privilege, for that one that is hearing us on today. Well, let's talk about today's program, and I'd like for you to talk about uh, our guest who's coming up. We're going to hear from Mark Barnes today. Tell me about the job that Mark has at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Yeah, Mark works uh, in the guest services, hospitality uh, element of Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And though that may not sound very important to the average person within the the, the orbit and infrastructure of the organization, uh, we place high value on how patients and their caregivers are responded to and ultimately greeted because we understood as an organization when someone walks through the front door for the very first time of a hospital, let alone a cancer facility, there's a lot of mental and emotional angst that individuals are working through. Yeah, boy, anyone who's been through that knows. They understand, don't they? That's correct. And so Uh, built into that experience is making sure that everyone walks through the front door and their very first experience with the interior of the organization is one of hopefulness. It's one of faith. It's one of, of comfort and love and genuine kindness. And so the individuals who, who actually serve those patients from that perspective really have to be built and cut from a different piece of cloth Mm. to genuinely do that day in and day out 
They, they have the names of the patients. They know their schedule. They're expecting them. Uh, we try to uh, speak and greet them by their first name. And typically for those individuals, when they experience that for the very first time, they are absolutely mesmerized <laughs> that there was so much attention and care granted to them just in an introduction. This is who Mark Barnes is, and this is what he has done at the organization for 31 years. We're going to meet Mark here in just a few moments, and I wanted our listeners to understand that he really is a warm and kind person mm, who's doing such mm. a great job. So we'll, we'll get to talk to Mark here. You talk to Mark in a few moments. A couple of other things. We have a question of the week we'd like to share with listeners. Our question this week, how did someone genuinely show you the love of God, and what impact did it have on your life? Now, we'd love to have your response to that question, and we will formulate future programs around your answers to that question. So thanks for investing yourself in that by answering at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Once again, how did someone genuinely show you the love of God and what impact did it have in your life? Now, we recently asked a different question, and you have that one in front of you, Percy. From Jacksonville, Florida, the question asked was, how did knowing that God was on your side encourage you during your most challenging moments and the response was there were so many times during my cancer diagnosis that appeared to be no answer or real hope for recovery of my cancer situation but my overarching belief that god was on my side truly sustained me through the really hard times of my journey what a great response Thank you. And thank so you, we want to encourage people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for, the, for that answer. You can answer this week's question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. How did someone genuinely show you the love of God and what impact did it have on your life? Well, let's turn to God's word and then we'll uh, meet our guest here in a moment. So our spiritual nugget for today is found in John, the 13th chapter, verses 34 and 35. And it reads as follows. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And today we're going to hear from someone who truly exemplifies this and lives this creed and model and this command every day. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Let's turn to our guest as Percy talked with him just very recently. Well, well, I'm excited to be back with you again for another episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We have another special guest, Mr. Mark Barnes, who works at Cancer Treatment Centers of America Atlanta, has been with the organization 31 years, and I can vouch for at least 25 of those years because that was when I first met uh, Mark. We both started out together at um, 
at another facility within uh, the the network of Cancer Treatment Centers of America, but he is now at the Atlanta facility, and he works in the guest services department. And we're going to talk a little bit about what guest services is and does. But first, uh, welcome to the show, Mark. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Thank you, Pastor Percy. I appreciate that. Oh, man. I am thrilled to have this conversation. You are probably one of about six people that I can recall off the top of my head that uh, has been uh, at the facility or in the organization longer than I have. And I remember the very first day that I met you, actually, and and what was astounding and still is to this day, you're the same person you were uh, then. You were probably the warmest, kindest, and most genuine individual that I'd ever met. And you have remained that person all along. And there's always been a joy and a spirit of just of love that is always exuded from you. And so I just want to tell you how much I've appreciated uh, our friendship and relationship low these many years. And I'm sure that that's probably true for many patients that you've met also. And so we want to talk with you and kind of get your perspective uh, about working in uh, a cancer and oncology environment uh, and first and foremost, before we go into anything significant, let's talk about uh, the role that you serve and what you do. Let's talk about guest services and what does that entail? All righty. What I do in, in my role is the thing I love about my job is I love to celebrate people. And so what happens is um, when the patients walk into the building, one of my main priorities is I meet them and I greet them at the door and I welcome them. And I say, thank you to Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I ask him, I said, I want to direct you to where you need to, to go. And please tell me where, where, your, where your next appointment is. And I will direct them. And then I'll take a few minutes just to kind of celebrate them. Let them know, especially the new patients, let them know that they're in a place that's all about them. And, um, and they feel so, they're honored by that because they're not used to walking in someplace and being so welcomed like that. And so part of it is I, I do that. And then I also help them with, with several different issues. I'll take them into a, to a department and, and introduce them to who they need to talk to. Um, I'll also work with the, the staff and to help that patient to make sure they get to the right place, they get all, all their appointments set up right and everything. So we follow through. So in other words, they're in a place where they've never stepped in somewhere where somebody is so open and is able to help them to get them in the right path. And again, I can I can truly vouch for uh, the the deliberate intentionality of everything that you've articulated, and you do that, and you do that to the power of ten, my friend. There is no one more genuine and authentic in in greeting, receiving, engaging, and I'm gonna use your language, celebrating people uh, than Mr. Mark Barnes. And if there is a group of people on planet Earth uh, that truly needs to be celebrated and honored and engaged. And probably some of their lowest moments is cancer patients, and I can relate to that. And so thank you for what you do, and thank you for the spirit by which you do it. You've served and you have worked with <clears throat> uh, oncology patients for a very long time. You've seen many things, highs and lows, and good and bad. And I'm sure that you have stories that you could reflect upon. But before we go down that road... I also want to mention the fact that you are a very uh, avid and strong Christian and believer. You have a strong abiding faith uh, in God through Christ. And I wonder, uh, does any 
element or aspect of your commitment of Christianity and love of God play a major role in how you approach uh, the work that you've just articulated? And if so, explain how and why. Exactly. What I do every every morning when I get up this, I always want to be someone's miracle every day. That's that's the way I live my life. And so what I do is when I get to work, I just say, God, let me be a blessing to these patients as they walk in. Because a lot of them come to our hospital and the place they've been before, sometimes they've been thrown away. And so when they walk in those doors and I greet them, I encourage them. And um, and there's a lot of times that the patient will ask me, I can sense your heart. I can sense your your compassion. I can tell you're a Christian. And would you please say a word of prayer for me? Mm. And I'll do that. And then a lot of times I'll tell them, I'll say, what, what, what can I do to make things easier for you? What can I do to make things better for you today with what you're dealing with? And they're saying, Hey, just being here for me. And, and again, I walk them in and, and direct them to someone for their first appointment. And you know, what's interesting, Mark, and because I know you and I, because, and because I know the impact of, of what you do literally on a daily basis, you know, um, from just a conventional sense of hearing that one works in guest services doesn't sound very glamorous, doesn't sound super important, doesn't sound like I'm a doctor or I'm an oncologist or I'm a nutritionist. But at the end of the day, I would I would argue the fact that having that initial experience uh for the first time walking through the front door of any clinical environment has to make a huge and tremendous impact upon the mental and the emotional and certainly spiritual dimensions of who an individual is. I know that people walk in, they're nervous, they're scared, they're not sure what they're about to uh, enter into. They're in an environment that they're not familiar with. They, they don't know anyone in that space. And then you have uh, a Mark Barnes that says here, how can I be your miracle today? You know, how can I uh, how can I celebrate you today has to be a huge uplift. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, that blesses you. And so on in, in that regard, I'm curious, have you ever experienced or seen a scenario? Because we talked about the fact that, you know, you are a strong person of faith. We know that Cancer Treatment Centers of America is very faith-friendly. We are not a faith-based organization. We are not even a spiritual organization, but we understand the value of the power of faith and spirituality in its proper context and balance as a support with clinical and medical care. Have you ever seen or experienced a scenario with a patient, and we don't need to name any names, where you saw the benefit where faith and spirituality uh, or religion, however people want to articulate that, may have made a difference uh, in a clinical experience of a cancer patient that you've met, that you've spoken to, that you engage with? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, we had a situation with a patient one time that um, her family was trying to get in because she was getting ready to face a major surgery. And um, she asked me, she said, Mark, I'm not sure if they're going to make it or not. They're going to be able to make it in for me. And is there any possibility that you can stay here with me hmm. and you can hold my hand hmm. and just be with me and until, and until I go to my surgery? And I said, sure. And I said, is there something else I can do? And she says, well, I'd like to leave a message to my family just in case there's some difficulties. Hmm. So I went ahead and said, I got an idea. So I went and got a camera. And I set the video camera up and I, I let her go ahead and talk to her family. 
wow. and say the things that were important to her to their to her family. And so she went ahead and I put it in there and she talked for 30 minutes. I came back and recorded it. Thank God the surgery went well and stuff like that. But it was something that gave her a peace of mind because the, the her family's flights were delayed and they could not make it in to be there. So I was able to be there for her, to encourage her, to pray for her. And as they took her to surgery, I told her, I said, you know, I'll be here when you come back. And mm. and thank God everything worked out wonderful. And she did really well through the whole process. Wow, that's an awesome story, my friend. That really, really is. And again, uh, that typifies, again, the person that I've known and overload these many years. Let's talk about um, for you personally, again, uh, as I have had many people say to me, when they ask, what do I do for a living and where do I work? I've had so many interesting reactions from people who would say, wow, that must be a really tough place to work. That's got to be a really hard job. I don't know how you do that every day. Let's talk about the value and the role of your of your faith and spirituality and how does it help you or empower you and equip you to do those types of acts of kindness and service day in and day out for 31 years. What's the value of your faith and spirituality to you and how does it aid you to do that, my friend? I'd say with me is, like I said before, when I start my day, it's it's there to, to make a difference. Um, and one thing that I have that that the relationship I have with God is, is very special. Um, I spent a lot of time in the word. I spent a lot of time in prayer. I believe in taking time to 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 celebrate people. Mm. It's, I have a saying that I live by. It's not here I am, but there you are. Mm. You know, I believe in that, in celebrating people. And, and, and the spirit, and the thing is, when one thing about me is I'm not about myself. I'm about everybody else. And God has always has blessed me in a way where I can kind of sense things when people come into a room. He's given me that kind of a sixth sense. Not, not that I am, am like better than anybody else, but when you have that relationship with God where you're very sensitive and tuned to mm-hmm. what he puts in your heart, yeah. a lot of times yeah. you walk up to somebody and you can touch them and you can say something to them and it just, it just connects with them. Yeah. And yeah. so God has kind of given me that ability to be able to do that. And I've been so thankful that, that my life that I've been able to, to, that people walk up to me and say, thank you for taking that time. Because when I came into the building and met you, um, it changed my whole aspect of how, I was feeling, I mean, I was scared and, and you came there and you greeted me and you said something silly and made me laugh and encouraged me. And, and, you know, so like I said, my relationship with God is, is very, very special. And I, I love to, I just love to encourage people. Yeah. Yeah. What have you learned, Mark, from working with oncology patients? I tell people all the time, I've learned so many things from individuals who are dealing with cancer. I think that cancer patients are the most courageous and unbelievable people that you'll ever meet. And as a result, uh, there were just things that I have learned from cancer patients that really has helped change my life and, and really helped to shape me as a person. What have cancer patients taught you? What have you learned from cancer patients? One thing that I've learned from a cancer patients is I realized they're the strongest people I've ever met. Mm. See, they're in a different mode than we are. They're in a mode they're in a mode for to survival, to beat this this cancer. Yeah. And I'll see a positivity come out of them that that has really helped me grow because I'll watch them and say, gosh, you're going through all this stuff, but you're concerned about me. Mm. You know, you're concerned about my life. And and I've always been able to to grow from that and learn from their from their strength. And 
you know, I think sometimes there's there's certain patients that you you talk to them and you know, you got all this stuff going on and they're saying to you, okay, Mark, I want to know last time we talked, you know, what about this? What about that? What about this? I'm going, Hey, this is about you. Mm. This isn't about me. (laughs) And, um, and I've just learned and drink and do strength from that because they are the strongest people I've ever met. And I, I love to, I love to interact with them. And, and I love it when their faith is at a level to where, you know what, God's got this. Yeah. You know, I don't know all that exactly the outcome's going to be, but God's got this, and I trust Him in this, and that's what's helped me in my life. Is you know, gosh, I'm just, God, I'm just going to trust you just like they do, and be a better person because of it. Yeah, yeah. The way that I articulate that is that I've I've often have felt so fortunate. Uh, as you know, our motto is that it's only and all about only about the patient and. Uh, I tell people, man, cancer patients are driving the bus and we are fortunate that they allow us to ride on the bus with them and to accompany them and be a partner with them. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a real privilege. It really is. It's a blessing. And you're, you're exactly right. Some of the strongest people that I've ever known and met mentally, emotionally, uh, physically are cancer patients. And um, I, I thank God for the exposure of, of being around uh, that community. Well, with the few minutes that we have left, uh, and as always, I ask this question of everyone that I interview, uh, and I suspect I can guess what your answer will be, but what is it that continues to give you hope or fuels your hope as you continue to work in this environment, but not only in your environment, but for your own day-to-day life? You know, I know you have a family and et cetera. What, what generates and fuels your hope for Mark Barnes from one day to the next, my friend? I think it's a fact that the way I want to live my life, I always want to be Christ-like. And I always believe in the love walk. I think the thing that stands out with me is the fact that, you know, I want to be that that man that, you know, one day when, when I stand before God and I know that I've given my best and I want to hear those words. Thank you for being, you know, being a faithful servant. Yeah. You know, I want to hear those words, but I guess it's just when I, when I walk the halls, I draw so much strength inside of myself, knowing that every little thing that I do, you know, when I take a few minutes to stop and say hello, or, and I take a few minutes just to celebrate someone that I know that that's making a difference in that person's life. And it makes a difference in my life because our life is so important. A lot of people are so wrapped up in themselves and they're not wrapped up and concerned about other people. When you focus on other people and you, and you focus on needs, your needs get met. Mm -hmm. And and I just love to love people. I mean, I I believe in that. I believe in the love walk. And I think one thing about my life that, that I'm really proud of is the fact that I know someday I will stand before my God Mm -hmm. and I will be honored for this and not bragging, just being just, just knowing that I've tried to put the principles together in my life that God has, has asked me to live. And, um, you know, it's all about everybody else, you know, and when you, when you do that, like I said, you get your needs met. That's, that's just my heart. Just celebrate everybody else. Well, I don't think that you'll need this, my friend, but if you will ever need a co-signer in heaven to vouch for your love walk, uh, I'll be the first one to throw my hand up and to say, uh, and I'm not God and I am not your God and I'm not anyone else's God, but I will definitely co-sign and say, well done, uh, his good and faithful servant. Uh, I believe that that is absolutely who you are and who you have consistently been. 
And I want to salute you today. I want to thank you uh, for your love walk and for impacting so many cancer patients and their family members and their caregivers. Today, you have heard from Mark Barnes. Uh, he works at Cancer Treatment Centers of America Atlanta. He works in the guest services department, but that title is really so minuscule in terms of what he actually does. He's a breath of fresh air. He's a ray of sunshine. Uh, he literally becomes the wind beneath so many people's wings who first walk through the doors of Cancer Treatment Centers of America uh, to celebrate them and to love them and to say, uh, not here am I, but here are you today. Uh, you have heard from an extraordinary human being, servant of God. Uh, I love you, brother. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be on Health, Hope, and Inspiration and blessing so many people. Thank you, Pastor Person. I love you, too, and it's so good to see you. Likewise, my friend. Keep, let's keep praying one for another, and uh, and hopefully soon as uh, we can get past COVID, we hopefully can get back together and do some hugging. Man, I really miss that. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> All right, my friend. Take care. God bless. God bless you. All right, Percy, I take it you and Mark Barnes have known each other for a long time. It has been uh, 25 years for me. That's my tenure here with the Organization of Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And he longer than that. 31. So he has been with the organization basically from its inception of its first formulative days. And what's what's interesting to me is the consistency of who he is as a person. Everything that... Uh, we discussed and talked about and that he shared. He was that guy the very first day that I met him, and he's never changed and deviated from that. He is the real deal for yeah. sure. But he has heartaches as well. What you didn't cover in the conversation just now is he's suffered a personal loss himself very recently. Yeah, he did. As a matter of fact, uh, it was probably a couple of weeks prior to the recording of that interview that he had also lost his brother to a battle of cancer. Oh. And so... And we had a chance to talk a little bit before we recorded the show about that. And again, uh, you know, I, I certainly shared uh, my sentiments of, uh, you know, condolences with him. His exact response to me was, well, Brother Percy, we know exactly where he is. He fought a good fight and mm -hmm. he's in heaven. And today I rejoice over that. And uh -huh. so the, Mark is just an amazing human being and he's an amazing believer and representative of the kingdom of God. Well, thank you for bringing him to us today. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access it, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center on any Amazon device. But you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. One thing Mark talked about today, and I mentioned this early in the program, is the fact that he always wants to be someone's miracle. What a way to walk through life, huh? But what a mantra. What a personal commitment. And, and given the climate that we're in and what we've seen, for example, over the last 12 or 13 months, uh, in our world, in our country, you know, how much of a better place would the planet be if we all had some aspect of that mentality motivating us that it's not about me, it's not about what I can get, but it's really ultimately about what I can be and give to others and how can I make a difference in their lives. And then to take on the challenge of, I want to be your miracle for today. <laughs> it's an amazing 
uh, personal commitment that I think can only be driven by the presence and the concept of God in one's life. Yeah. Well, you've known this man a long time, obviously, but what did you take away from this particular conversation? Well, there are many things that, you know, Mark helped us to understand. Number one, he's committed to the idea of celebrating people. Uh, Part of his role, as we've already discussed, is to meet and greet uh, people for the very first time as they walk through the front door of the interior of the organization. And in that, he has committed to celebrating them uh, and, and, and acknowledging that their life is important. It has value. You know, we've talked about this, Wayne. Jesus uh, set the standard of associating and indoctrinating people to the MVP program, meaning, value, and purpose. Mm-hmm. And so he celebrates every patient and their caregiver as they walk through the front door. Again, part of his commitment and his orientation that he brings to his work every day that he says, I just want to be a blessing to people. I just want to bless them because, again, they can sense when they feel true and genuine compassion. And cancer patients are looking for that. They're looking for someone to be compassionate toward them and understand their plight and their struggle as they continue to try to look for the ray of light uh, at the end of the day to be uh, encouraged by. So this is a, he's the perfect human being uh, to be in this place and at that very moment in time to start that cancer journey for people. Yeah, I, I recall us talking to some people who talked about that experience of walking in the front door of that hospital the first day when they knew they needed some help. And imagine all the emotions that come to your surface and all the, the fears that you may be facing and then you bump into a person like Mark, who just takes you by the hand, literally, I'm sure sometimes, and shows you what to do and where to go, and just so encouraging. Well, yeah, he's loving up on you as you walk through the front door, and I would imagine there's probably some people that's a little off-put by the fact of, you know, where's all of this, this who, kindness? Who is this, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what I can say in, in all sincerity, I remember, Wayne, very vividly, When I walked through the front doors of Cancer Treatment Centers of America as a patient, not as a member of the team. Different day for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a very different moment. It was a very different emotional feeling. And again, to be greeted and welcomed by people. And of course, they knew me and we had relationship, but it was just a different dynamic of being able to walk into an environment that was welcoming, loving, kind, faith-filled, uh, as as I began going down the path of scans and tests and drawing blood and speaking about my own clinical dynamic, man, it really did feel good. I have to admit, and I would I, I'm certain, as you said, as we have heard from many patients, that it is a life changing uh, experience to to feel that and to have that in probably one of your most dire moments. Thank God that that there's an atmosphere that can be created to get people started in the right direction with regard to their treatment. Yeah, and just one more thing uh, that Mark shared, and perhaps the most important thing, you know, we all have different personalities. We have different levels of peopleness, I will call it, in our life. But he's obviously Mm -hmm. a people person. But he said, someday I'll stand before God, and I will give an account for my life. You know, that's a very sobering thought, isn't it? And he, and he said that he, he is hopeful to hear uh, the words that God will say, thanks for being a faithful servant. Amen. That's his motivation. Yeah, yeah. That's his goal. Should be all of our goals. And, and it should be. It really is. And, and what drives that, he says, is that, you know, I always believe in the love walk. I believe mm-hmm. in walking in love. Amen. It's who he is. It's what he is. 
And may we all become more like Mark, to your point, despite our personalities and our different dynamics. Yeah. Uh, there is a goal that we can set for ourselves in being greater people of love and walking in love toward one another in the earth. Mark, if you're listening, we love you, even though I've never met you, but uh, I trust what Percy has uh, told us about your life, and I really appreciate you sharing your life with us here today on the podcast. Percy, I haven't mentioned yet our free resource, and it's a very important one, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. We want everyone to get a hold of this. You know, it's not just for the person who's on a cancer journey. It's really for the person who needs to understand what their friends are going through. Absolutely. So again, it, it's, it can serve as two different communities at the same time. Uh, when we are attempting to support cancer patients, or if we are ever positioned to support a cancer patient, we need to have some sense of what their emotional needs are. Cancer is, uh, can trigger emotional dynamics in us. And, it, and, you know, when we understand that, then are we properly equipped to respond to that accordingly? This resource, this free resource is available to give people some practical tips in terms of how to emotionally respond and understand the needs of a cancer patient and try to be sensitive in meeting those needs. Very much like our friend Mark, my friend Mark at the end of the day, who's committed to being someone's miracle. Uh, let us have a better sense of what the emotional needs of cancer patients are. This resource will help get you there. The good news is you can have access to it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com, emotional needs of cancer patients. Well, I don't know for a fact that it's Mark Barnes' uh, life verse, but the verses you shared with us earlier sure seemed to capture it for me today. So circle back and read John 13 again, would you please? Yes, sir. I would imagine that this is one of his verses that he's built his life upon. John, uh, the 13th chapter, verses 34 through 35, really brings and closes this conversation out well. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, verse 35 says, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If we are not sure who is a disciple of, of God and who's a citizen of the kingdom of God, let's just take a look at their love walk and see where they're located. And may that be said and true of all of us at the end of the day, because we will be measured by the love that we have one for another. A good word to all of us. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Pastor P, we'll see you next time. Thanks for all you do. Well, as you're walking in love, remember we still have work to do, so keep chopping the wood as you move towards your destination. The best is still yet to come. God bless. Join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. 
Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.